The Big Light presents Hello, I'm Sean McDonald and you're listening to Blethered on the Big Light Network. My guests are Amy Moore and Kirsten Cameron. Amy and Kirsten co-own Scottish talent agency Aquarius, working with brands and social media influencers and have just seen the release of their own TV series, The Agency Unfiltered, on BBC Scotland. Amy and Kirsten talk about the inception and evolution of Aquarius. Kirsten reflects on juggling motherhood and business. And we discuss their new series and the experience of creating structured reality TV. If you enjoyed this episode, feel free to share it. This episode is brought to you by Debt Experts Don't Fret About Debt. If you're struggling with debt and you would like a free chat with an impartial advisor to discuss your options or to see how you can lower your monthly repayments towards debt, then visit don'tfretaboutdebt.net forward slash blethered. You can also listen to my episode with Don't Fret About Debt Senior Debt Advisor Tommy Gallagher where we discuss taking back control of your debt and the various solutions available. Don't forget about debt offer all statutory debt solutions in Scotland, helping you to make an informed choice. So take the first step to dealing with your debt today. Free advice is also available from the Money Advice Service. If you enjoyed this episode, feel free to share it. Cheers. Right, we've got two for the price of one today. I've got Amy <laughs> and Kirsten joining me. We're going to chat all things about your show, about your company. We're going to give people a wee bit of background if they haven't listened to the episode with Amy and I. First of all, though, Kirsten, congratulations on the newest member of the team. Thank you. How how do, how are we pronouncing the wee one's name? Because right, so it's Ace. Right, okay. Not just Ace. People, you've so, got the accent grave, haven't yeah, you? Above the E, like Rosie, Rose, Rosie, Ace, Ace. Lovely. <laughs> How's that been? Like how 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 was it? Sort of taking time off of work and then how has it been adjusting to come back? Um, you know, it was so weird at first because you, obviously it's so new to me. Like I was like, I don't know how I'd react. Like we always say Aquarius is like my first baby and now I've got this other baby <laughs> to adapt to. So um, I didn't really take any proper time off. Like I think Amy was still messing me questions whilst I was actually in the hospital. In <laughs> so, you know, when it's your own business, it's hard. You can't really fully switch off ever, even when you do have a baby. But I definitely did get a wee bit of time off, but now I'm back at work and stuff like that. But it is hard juggling mm. it. Like, I've hardly had any sleep tonight. Because <laughs> I, I can relate. I, I know what you mean about you never really switch off. It's Christmas Eve and I'll still be doing sort of work stuff or mm-hmm. it's a Sunday or a Saturday and you love it. It's amazing. It's great fun, but I always get to December and my body goes, right, I fuck this, mate, yep. and I'm ill for like two weeks. I know. So I can't imagine all that. And then on top of having a baby and that sort of adjustment. But I know, that was like one of the things when we were filming. I was filming, I think the last scene was like five, five days. days, five days before I gave birth. And I've, obviously me and Amy have watched it and I look back and I'm like, whoa, like I can't believe I did that. And then I literally film right after I've gave birth as well, like two hours after it. So <laughs> You're joking. I know. So when I look back, I was like, I can't even remember those scenes because I was like so tired. We obviously were still working, like doing our full-time job. And then we were filming at the same time and I was obviously about to give birth. So all three of them combined, it was quite, yeah. quite a lot. No, I know... I know we've got Eloise uh, from the BBC sitting with us, right? <laughs> but just pretend she's not here. I know some good lawyers. That's exploitation. I know, of... I know. Right, so I'm only joking, by the way, in case the BBC's lawyers come for me. 
Um, Amy, you, if you don't mind, please give us the rundown. So for anybody that'll be listening and thinking, what is Aquarius? What what does what do they do? What is it? Give us a wee overview. Yep. So Aquarius is a social media and influencer marketing agency. So half of the business is focused on managing the kind of marketing for brands. Um, so managing their social media accounts, um, hosting events, doing branding. Um, what other services <laughs> like events photo shoots campaigns you like, put on a good party yeah we, we do put on a good party. I like coming to yeah. your parties we do like organising a good event we go really the extra mile for things like that um, and then the other half is an influencer marketing agency so we manage 20 influencers across the UK um, and we manage their workload all the kind of deals that come in and their kind of day to day diaries and things like that mm. how do you acquire such clients or I don't want to say staff, but you know what I mean. How how do these mm-hmm. influencers come into your orbit, and how do you how do you approach them? How do you make mm-hmm. them entice them and think, yeah, I want you, I want to come and work with you? We've actually been quite lucky um, the past few years that not we've not actually had to look for many clients or influencers. They've all kind of naturally come to us and asked us for more information on how we work. Yeah. Um, so I'd say about sixty seventy percent of that they've they've all approached us, which mm-hmm. has been really lucky. And then we're just selective on who we do actually take on. What was it like in, in its inception at the sort of early? point how do you because it's all well and good saying I've got this idea and I'm going Mm -hmm. to do it where does the idea originate from and how do you actually what are the seedlings of that to make it happen to like start off Aquarius as a whole yeah right so (laughs) I feel like I've told this story so many times once more mate that's your last last, then don't tell him so this is the the final and exclusive how Aquarius started yeah I'll go for it Um, basically I worked for a fast fashion clothing brand um, in the city centre at their head office so this was a long time ago yeah I'm, I, well we're three years in and that maybe 10 years seven ago years, so 10 years ago yeah that is a, that is actually a long time i was about to be a decade aye, aye, <laughs> i was going to take the piss and like very good two years isn't that long but that's a long time yeah so when i started my job there social media wasn't even a thing like i started off the social media for that brand so it was it shows how long ago it was um, and then that obviously started to get bigger and like social media started taking off. So we hosted a store party within St Enoch's, like a blogger event. Mm-hmm. And I invited Amy along as a blogger. I was a blogger back in the day. A uh-huh. blogger? No. I was. And a blogger was not an influencer. A proper blogger. Did, a blogger did was... Did you write a blog? I, <laughs> I had the website. Right. And I wrote an article, like, maybe twice write? a week or something like that. My all name about... is Amy. I like clothes. It was How like... could we dig that? How could we dig <laughs> no, that up the show the public? <laughs> shut down. The <laughs> images, it? it was me and my best friend at the time, and we used to go out and shoot these outfits, but... We thought we had to stand out and, oh my God, see if I look back at some of these outfits now, they were tragic. And see the kind of photos that we were taking as well. We went down like... You really par- went for it. We really went for it. We went down some park in Motherwell once and it was all greenery behind. I thought, what am I thinking? One day I went up to Baldwell Castle no. late at night. We took disco balls up and it was like this party season article that we were writing. And we were dressed up, Baldo Castle, late at night. People were walking their dogs. I've got this big sheer mesh skirt on and then I've got these big heels standing on a disco ball. Oh, it was awful. See, although you're laughing at yourself and and I think it's tragic as well and I hope you're embarrassed. (laughs) But... None of this was... I wouldn't be sitting here right now if I didn't do it. Well, exactly. That's what I was going to say. I think it's a wee bit of thinking outside the box, especially, I mean, it's such a a well-beaten drum but there is this Scottish cringe culture and the Glaswegian thing you think I don't want to be a total ready and I think to go and do it and to stand out it just showed a wee sort of a certain I don't know je ne sais quoi you would call it yeah aye a bit of drive or a wee bit of 
of um, intent like that, to stand out. Is that out. a French word you used there? Yeah, there's actually a phrase, je ne sais quoi, parce que je parle français oh, très bien. Right. Oh, sure Ce n'est pas un problème pour moi pour parler en français, mais c'est très important que nous parlons en anglais aussi aujourd'hui. English, mate. Yeah, that's what I said. You need to speak in English because none of you staff is actually understand French. Well, um, I have a girl, Jess, who works for us. She's fluent in French. Oh, she is. Right, okay. Brilliant. I'll ask her to translate so we can see if you're being nice. <laughs> I, oh, she, oh, Jess, don't grasp me, are Um See what you're saying about Kirsten about uh-huh. being ahead of the curve with Insta, like social media and stuff, because it wasn't a thing. No, I remember it would have been about tw- late 2012. I get Instagram. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a photo editing app, so I was putting up photos and stuff, not realizing. The same photo that, ten I times. I not realizing people could see it. Cause I was like, "What are these filters things?" It was just a picture of me on my couch like eight times. I know. I used to do the same. I was actually looking back at mine like last year to delete things, and I'd upload loaded packs of like skittles, like. Yeah. Um, not the yeah, neon skittles, and I was like, "Whoa, should try these." Like, why would you? I know. And you get you got yeah. two likes, and you were buzzing. You're like, yes, yeah, two it, likes on my neon skittles. It was all the hashtags that you used too. So I'd post a picture of coffee. Hashtag thirsty. Hashtag buzzing. Hashtag caffeine. Yeah. Hashtag fucking gimp. Yeah, <laughs> Valencia filter over. Yeah, the Valencia filter. Oh my god, I can picture some photos I went through and deleted loads of mine for like 2013. It's like a bottle of Iron Brew. Hashtag decent. You're yeah. like, mate. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> Somebody please drop <laughs> drop something heavy on top of my head. I'm so embarrassed. Oh. I used to post pictures of celebrities as well. Hashtag Woman Crush Wednesdays. Oh my <laughs> Woman Crush Wednesdays. Man on crush Wednesdays Monday. we wear pink. Yeah. I remember. There was a picture of me on National Pancake Day and I'm lying on my couch and I've went and got two pancakes to lie on my chest. No. And I've taken it several pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> See, at least you're creative then. Yeah, you're I was 12. creative. Horrendous. Anyway. <laughs> Cheers. So you, you two meet, you kind of think there's probably something in this weekend. Yeah, so Amy actually came along as mm-hmm. the block. I can remember that day so vividly. Yeah, so can I. I was so making you try on all the big pink <coughs> floaty dresses and changing yeah. them and getting the content. So at the time I was working for a fake tan brand running their social media um, and then me and Kirsten got chatting while I was blogging away in the quiz mm-hmm. store. She was like, oh, we're actually looking for a new social media assistant. Like, why don't you come in? Why don't you apply for the job? And then... And maybe a week later, I did the interview mm-hmm. with Quiz. Did you? And yeah. Kirsten was my boss. I was her boss for oh, a while. How was that dynamic? Did you boss her about? We got, we, we've always worked together so well. Like, even since they, we've never really fallen out at no. work or anything like that, we've always kind of mm-hmm. had that kind of gel almost. Yeah. Eh? We're very like, different. Like, everyone yeah. sees us at first glance and thinks we're so similar, but we're the most opposite, opposite. people in the world. Mm-hmm. Even though we're both Aquarius, which. Yeah. You'd think we'd have So that's life. where the name comes from, cause you Yes. Right, okay. Are you both into your astrology and stuff? I actually don't know that much about it, but I get a notification on my phone at 7.50 every morning with my horoscope and I do read it. Do you? Does yeah. it ever turn out to be accurate? Sometimes. Sometimes it's so like broad though that yeah. you could just fit anything into it. You'll encounter some problems today and some bangers going, oh my God, I did encounter yeah. some problems today. My star today. Said so. Yeah. <laughs> um, the with with the social media, you were doing it for the fake tan brand. You were mm-hmm. doing it for the fast fashion brand. At that early stage, did you have to convince them of the power of social media because it was very much on the periphery of existence? Mm-hmm. It wasn't something that permeated no. everyday life. Oh my god! So I can remember I was working at this brand and it was like it's a massive company within Glasgow. So there was like how many people in that office? Two mm. hundred. I'm not sure. Oh, I don't know. It could be. Anyway, it was big. It was a huge office. And um, I just started and they were like, can you go and present to the board what social media is? And I was like, to the board? It was like men that were like 
all the like the CEO, the CCO, they were all like so much older than me in suits and all that. And I had to walk in. I just graduated uni and I had to explain to all them what social media was. And I got <laughs> so quizzed and I was like, oh my God, I hated it. Like, but mm. they flung me in the deep end. Then after that, they were impressed. So we just went for it yeah. after that. And they put kind of all trust in me and things like that. So it grew, it did really well, that social media. And then obviously Amy mm-hmm. came on board to help. But like, it was so new to us at the time. So they, our bosses kind of gave us like, free for all in it almost yeah. like they trusted in us so that's how like Amy and I actually did the first ever influencer trip within the UK so we took like some of the largest influencers away to yeah you're so good with dates mm. I'm terrible I'm weird with dates as well I could not even tell you what I was doing last week now I think it's my baby brain May, t- May 2017 so no other fashion brand or anything had done an influencer trip before mm-hmm. so we picked like the six biggest influencers in the UK at the time and if we were to rhyme off some of the names now you'd think wow because like, yeah. they're so big now like but... Jess Hunt for example yeah. she's like one of the biggest really? she's got like Refai her skincare mm-hmm. company which is in like Selfridges Harris, isn't it yep. Sephora so like she's just went Blown massive up. time but we were working with her like right at the start of her career so mm. We've got those contacts as well that we've developed from working there and it's just kind of went on and on. Yeah, I think it's interesting what you're saying there about this Jess Hunt girl having her stuff in Selfridges and stuff. So the we've we've very much crossed over the point where social media and, and Instagram and influencer marketing, let's say, mm-hmm. was, people were very disparaging about mm-hmm. it or take the pic, yeah. myself included, because I remember like l- pissing myself laughing <laughs> because somebody put up a thing saying... Uh, for a discount on your dry cleaning their place in Bears Den use code hashtag someday and you're like right come, come on. on this is getting ridiculous however I think for like commercial entities and companies mm-hmm. what is what is their sole aim it's to sell to people and how do they sell to people they, they yeah. carry out messaging what do you want to do you want to directly reach the, recipient, yeah. the intended recipient and the consumer and there is now no greater way to do that than like even my grand's getting influencer marketed to. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, like even I know that's what I say. Even my brother's like, "What is that? Get a real job and stuff like that." I'm like, you don't understand. Like I think last year, um, the influencer industry was worth like sixteen billion or something. So it's a lot of money. It just shows you like it is. Yeah. It is a mad industry now. Like it is a proper job role. The the way in which I've kind of looked at it is it used to be billboards and adverts and magazines. Yeah, that's exactly that, what that's I That's how you would. That's how you would reach people and you would reach the person with your intended message whatever you're trying to convince them to do then there was a sort of turning point where companies went oh we should do Facebook and Instagram and Twitter mm-hmm. that's a better way of getting to the, yeah. the person and then you go more granular again and you say right now let's use an individual to talk to people yeah. that's why I've been able to to um, commercialise the podcast so much because if any any companies who are uh, looking to <laughs> to reach their intended recipient, but yeah, I'm speaking in say there's about eighty thousand people a month. They're putting their headphones in and I'm Listen. talking to them. Now, how much more direct can you get? And it's exactly. the same when people are seeking out content on on social media. Exactly. Because like think about it. Obviously, people used to use billboards and like TV ads and newspapers and all that, but. There's so many people they're targeting through that that aren't interested. Whereas, see, if yeah. you're focusing on that influencer, they are so people like people are following them. They've literally clicked. The yeah, and button. they're so like relatable to your product. Like, so for example, clothing brands, they will give the clothing to say Molly, who's so stylish that everyone follows them for their style. Whereas, if they were advertising on a billboard, 
Yeah. How many I mean, folk are looking well, at that billboard and not actually taking it in? So I, com- so- I compare general advertising to standing on a building and flinging 100 flyers <laughs> and hoping somebody catches, catches one. It. Whereas if you're doing it directly, then it's kind of like, all right, I'm hand-delivering this, mm-hmm, exactly. this flyer to you. Like It's literally like catered to you, like the advertising. Yeah. And for the business, it just works so, so well. You, you start the business, it starts to flourish. Um, you're doing all these events, you kind of get a reputation for yourself. At what point? Does was it the did the TV company come to you? Was it through the yeah. BBC? T- talk me through that. So it was May twenty twenty one, and we received an email from the production company. I'm laughing at you with your dates. <laughs> I would not even no, have a clue. I can, honestly, you're speaking my love language, Amy. Like I'm days and times, and I also do things. I'm like I and Thingy was number one at the time, and this happened. And yeah, I remember I was in Manchester nah, and held for a shoot, so- and I received the email, and I just went, "What the actual fuck?" And I thought it was a bam up. I didn't think it was real, and then. Um, we emailed them back. They were basically saying like we wanted to explore. We've been watching you for a while. We wanted to explore. It was a docu series at the time. Yeah. Um, and then after that, we spent a bit of time with the production company. We went back and forward. Um, we went into the offices quite a lot for them to kind of learn a bit more about what yeah. we'd done. They came to our offices. They also came to like events that we had. Like a few, you've been to a few of the parties. You know, did you come to the gold? The JJ, JJ gold Whitley party? gold party. I I am. You don't miss don't a party, to yeah, you're kind of No, they're fucked, man. Like, I, like a good, I like having a good <laughs> yeah. time. But I we tell are you, good party throwers, to be I fair. I tell you what I don't like, though. What? See the disco ball things? Honestly, they creep the right, life right, out of me. Right, can, I just, right. can I just justify that? That we were the first people yeah. to use that? We'd done it first and then... Okay, it, so you were the first to ruin my night. Like, it's... Yeah. They're terrible. No, they're, they're good over terrifying. them now, yeah, are they? are not good, using them again. I'm good dancers, not that, but just like... And then they... I don't know if they sensed that I was creeped out by them, so just kind of stand in front of me and they're, like, they're dead, they're dancing, yeah. won't let you pass. And I'm like, please, man, scoot my way. It's horrible. <laughs> no, no, don't worry about it. They won't be back. But yes, I know. Always, always a good part of it, is like. So, what were what, 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 what was the thought? question? Oh, yeah. So, we invited them oh, to yeah. like that JJ Whitley Gold party yeah. and like they spoke to some of our suppliers, they spoke to all the influencers there, and they kind of just got more of a feel from it from other people in case they thought like Amy and I were kind of buttering it up. Or, yeah, mm-hmm. and what we actually had to do as well is we spent a bit of time in Ibiza that summer um, oh, yeah. and we I think we vlogged maybe like two months worth we vlogged quite a lot mm-hmm. and we sent them all the footage Is from summer 21 or 22? 21 right okay um, just so they could basically pitch it to the BBC a wee bit more of like us talking mm-hmm. and things like that so we had like meetings abroad and things like that yeah, so we did we sent them all that footage just so they could see what we were like on camera and then it was a really, really long process, and yeah. then the pilot finally got signed off. We filmed the pilot in March 2022. Yeah, for so two weeks. When you're filming the pilot, you don't know if they're actually going to like it or not. Yeah. So like that's we filmed yeah. it all, and obviously so we that liked was it, one episode that we got to film. It took two weeks. Yeah. And it was really nerve-wracking. That was over. Yeah. So that was film. March. That was nearly a full year ago. So like my life's completely changed since yeah. it. So is yours. So it is mad to think, but yeah, we filmed that, and then we didn't really know. What was going to happen? Because yeah. obviously, when you start filming this, it's so alien to you. Like, we've never been sat properly, like mic'd up, and you've got to like talk about things and stuff like that. But you're obviously aware of the cameras and stuff at first, yeah. so you're like, "Oh, yeah. did we come across?" Like, you overthink it a bit. Do you know what I mean at the start? Yeah, and it's easy to overthink that type of thing when it's a show of that nature. It becomes very structural, and it's like, yeah. and there's nothing wrong with seeing this because it's not smoking mirrors. It's just mm-hmm. it has to be done properly. But they might say, "I need you to have that conversation again." Yeah. But you need to say this, and then you're like, for fuck's sake. I like, know, like, and then I was like, oh my God, 
I feel like I was awkward. so unnatural and so awkward. But see, to be honest, see when I do watch the show, I can tell. Let's see when you once yeah. you get into it, as time goes on, you do forget the cameras are there. Exactly. You do forget you're mic'd up. So, like that is one thing I realized. Like from episode one to episode six, like we're definitely yeah mm-hmm. more episode relaxed. Episode one, we're like you could tell that we we just felt a wee bit awkward. Yeah. But episode six, you'll see like as we get further on in the show like the emotions just get higher yeah. and I think we just become much more relaxed forgetting the cameras are there and kind of yeah. like letting yeah. loose a little bit uh-huh. as well What were the production team like to work with? Oh, oh they were amazing We love them They're so nice They were there with us for so long like I essentially went on holiday with them and stayed in the villa with them for a week yeah. so like the relationships that you get with them like they're yeah, in the office all day with you. They're in my bedroom. They film quite a few scenes in my bedroom. Yeah. Like you actually get so close to them, and mm-hmm. they became like, like part of our family as well. So we were filming for like two weeks before I gave birth, and we weren't sh- sure when I was going to actually give birth, and that's because I was massive, wasn't it? It was one scene you'll see. She's cursing, stands up. She's leaving the office, and they shoot quite. T- they shoot quite close, so a lot. Yeah, because you can't see talking. my bum quite a lot because. I don't know why. Anyway, you can't see my bump quite a lot, and there's that scene, isn't there? So, you, like, it's, we're talking, and it's our head and shoulders talking, talking, talking. Kirsten <laughs> gets up, leaves the office. We just burst it's out like laughing. Tears, laughing. So, my she bump. is massive. Yeah, I'm surprised there's not twins in there. No. Looking at that. That's so so yeah, we were filming like two weeks before I gave birth, and we didn't know if I would give birth whilst we were filming. So imagine like, you imagine it happened while the cameras I were know. rolling. Well, they would have loved that, wouldn't they? Mm. But. Literally, well, you'll see in the program, um, you get I get so close to them, and I was like, oh, I wanted like certain people to be there if I was going, if it was going to happen, like certain people from the production and stuff like that, because they're with you all the time. And then it literally happened the day after really? <laughs> they left. Oh god! <laughs> so I was like, typical, because they were texting me like, "This is my last night. Like, I don't want to go out and drink in case something happens." Like, yeah. So everyone was waiting for me to give birth, like not drinking. I was, and then I was feeling guilty. I was like, "Go and enjoy yourself." Like, <laughs> by the way, I would have been like, "I, I will." Best of luck. I know. Like, I know. Send me a text. To I fix. know. I send was me like, a wee voice note. I was like, I don't think, I don't think it, but I actually started feeling me like pangs in, and I was like, I was just kidding. I was like, oh, I don't think I will go. Please go and enjoy yourself, like. Because I didn't want them mm. waiting on me because they'd come up from England and all that and that was yeah. our last night. I was like, go and enjoy yourself. But then classic, that's For, what happened the next day. Going to hit you with questions about the show. People listening will probably, probably be thinking, how is this going to look? What's it going to feel like? So first of all, when is it out? The, um, can, we, can we... Look at you asking your wee pal if you're allowed you to say... <laughs> Our manager. Okay, I'll tell you <laughs> what. Chris Jenner's in the corner. Do we have that? <laughs> At the moment, it's down for Monday 13th. 13th yeah. of February? Yes. So it's going to be around about the next around few about. weeks. Yes. And you heard it here first because you're not paying attention to any other shows <laughs> and publications. This is the only one people listen to. Um, so around about the 13th of March, might be a February. Bit, February. It's fuck, sorry, yeah. 13th of February. Can't even get a date right. I know. Um, it'll be around about that point. So, how many episodes? Six episodes. Six, Six episodes. Half an hour each. And this is basically just—is it following a day in the life, so to speak, each day, or is it over this extended period of time? So, so it's actually over about eight weeks. Is it? No, because remember the pilots from March, and then it finished in August. So, okay, oh, it's a lot know. longer than that. It's a few months, like right, okay. you'll see my face so, expanding. From. <laughs> <laughs> so you're getting like that's usually means summer, just figuring out all the time you no, can I'm tell. Like, oh, you can't see what I'm doing. Oh yeah, now. sorry. It's just, as, as it's an audio show, but custom is basically puffing her face out to, to um, replicate what she looked like yeah. during her pregnancy. Um, so what there must there's usually an arc of a story, isn't there? Mm-hmm. How how 
how is that sort of introduced? And I don't want to give too much away, but give people a flavour of what they can expect. So I would say half the storylines are based around Aquarius yes. and the staff yep. that are in the office. So Kirsten's obviously gone off on maternity leave. There's um, quite a few scenes of us discussing how I'm going to be feeling when she's not there. It's mm-hmm. kind of me losing half of my life. So <laughs> we then decide that we need to recruit somebody in the office. Um, so we have a bit of a competition between two staff members, um, which yeah, you see is, throughout a few episodes. I would say that's like a key storyline. All right, what's key about it? It just fall. It just follows like Amy and I discussing who's going to take over our maternity, and we set them a wee task. Actually, it was a par- two parties we had. I don't know if you were at those ones. Was one of them Metropolitan? Yeah, mm-hmm. one of them's at Nico's. Did you come to any? I didn't go to Nico's, but I went to Metropolitan. Okay, yeah. so you must have not get an invite to Nico's. No, you definitely would have. You oh, get an invite to every everything. Party? I don't remember that, and I would have went to that. Oh, one. you were away, I think. Was I? Yeah, I can remember you responded. Were you in? I might have been in Barcelona. Yeah, I think you were away. Metropolitan one was good. Mm-hmm. Yes, but the Nico's one was even better. I bet it was. Well, I want to come to the next one. <laughs> so that's how. Well, that's not just how that person. I don't want to give it away. Can we? <sighs> I tell you what, you can hold something but, back, but basically right. what I'm t- I, what I'm taking from that in, f- in feral there is that there's going to be a bit of a dramatic yes. element to yeah, it. There is a bit. Right, okay. One thing that I do want to say from looking back at the show is you don't see like the ins and outs of why we picked that winner, which we kind of like. It wasn't just the event; it was like things that had been happening throughout the workplace. Yeah. Obviously, we're not filming twenty four seven, so you don't see like right. the highs and the yeah, exactly the winning points and the, stuff like that. The thing is. On the TV show, you're seeing maybe 15 minutes of what happened, but realistically, the girls were given three months yeah. to show what they could do. Uh-huh. And there there was lots behind the scenes when the cameras weren't on, like sending us over strategies, sending us over plans, suggesting ideas. Yeah. And then Time there was the kind in. of... There was the general office life too. It was attitudes in the office, mm-hmm. performance, it was stats on how you were doing with yeah. your clients, how many mistakes were being made, things like that. So there were so many things that we were monitoring that you don't see on the show. Yeah. So it sounds as if there's a consequential outcome then, as in what does somebody, does someone leave? Somebody gets promoted, does somebody so leave? So someone gets promoted to take over my maternity. So okay, yeah. there can only be one winner, basically. So right. you'll see that in the show. But I think, like, obviously you only see snippets of that and then... Um, it was filmed like five days before I gave birth, so I'm very emotional in that scene. It's, it's and I was like, oh, that, yeah. I was thinking like, think of Alan Sugar, he's just like, you're fired and yeah. that's it. And I, I'm here building myself up, getting all these emotions. It's the thing, no one gets fired. It's just the case of we have to hire there's the a, correct there's a person. Winner and yeah, then... there's, there can only be one winner when you get promoted. Like It's the same in any other jobs, but I think we just over yeah, yeah, yeah overthought it. The thing is, like, a lot of the girls in the office are all quite similar ages and one thing that me and Kirsten kind of discuss in the show and discuss quite a lot personally mm-hmm. as well is that we do kind of struggle the balance between bosses and friends, friends as well yeah. because yeah. we are all really similar and we're all really really close we spend mm. so much time together and eight yeah, girls you know in the one office every day it can be intense well it has business has to be hierarchical I know. but it's, if you're similar age and interest and then it, there's probably is a difficulty how how have you learned to to manage that sort of dynamic because ultimately for the the continuation mm-hmm. or a constant ascension of your business, yeah. you have to be able to separate I know. that. It's like blurred lines, isn't it? Between that, like that, I would say is one of the hardest things about being a boss yeah. is trying to like get that right. But obviously, even the person that we did give 
the promotion to she's even now facing that because now she's got to step up and be a boss in the workplace but she was at the same with us so even she's finding it difficult so I think it's just a thing like you need to just try and remember it is a business at the end of the day like as much that comes first as we're all friends and we do truly all love our staff they are all great like but you have to think of the business we're not just here to like play a game it's actually like Mm -hmm our work and we want to do well and we want everyone to be happy exactly at the end of the day it's what makes money to pay everybody's yeah. wages and it's it's what are making clients happy what are making influencers uh-huh. happy it's like that's what we need to put first and I mean like Aquarius we are just about to turn three so it's still like a new thing like Amy and I are still learning there's still like challenges we have to overcome and like every day we are learning new things so yeah, it's, it's not until we come, us, yeah. It's not until we come across certain things we're like, oh my god, how do we deal with that? Because yeah. there's not a rule book in how uh-huh. you deal with each individual thing. You learn on the job, but I think with this as well, it's not as if there is a blueprint or a precedent because no. the, the industry itself is still in its infancy, really, yeah, even though exactly. it's been it's been quite a while. What have been some of the challenges that you've come up against? Because again, it's a cutthroat it's mm-hmm. a cutthroat world and and sometimes you can say that that women and young women can be harsher than anybody, especially when you feel as if you're kind of at odds with each other, like anything that springs to mind because you two, you've got a sort of wee wistful look in your faces as if, should I tell it? Should I tell it? Aye, you should fucking tell it. I'll just take a 10 second pause. Nah, nah, I mean, pause, I mean, is, pause is fine. Like what struggles have we kept? Well, I mean, you might have had clashes with people that, that have haven't gone well and you have fallen outs mm. or you might have disagreements you might have disagreement and sort of stylistic ideas well yeah I mean Amy and I did make a mis- um, mistake kind of on like the way we judged someone and thought like we took them as being too fr- like our friend rather than our work someone that works for us right okay and we didn't have like we didn't expect them to do something that we did so that they did does this feature in the programme? No. Um, not really, no. So I think that's one thing we've definitely learned from. Like that's why we kind of touch upon that. Like, and then again, on how many times I say like there? Because I'm nervous. Lot... Like, like, like. <laughs> <laughs> you make you on edge. But from from what's happened with that, there's a lot of things that we've learned from it, and there's lots of things that we've had to put in place since that. Too. Yeah, and we learned the hard way, basically, yeah. with stuff like that. So, mm. are you? Well, I'll say it for me, right? So. Even now when I do a show, so I did the breakfast show mm-hmm. uh, on GB um, the other day. and I was, was great, well done. Thanks very much, I that was know, quite good. Yeah. Just wiping the floor with people trying to argue with me. Yeah. It's just, it's, don't don't come at me, I know what I'm talking about. More um, savage than us. But I, even now, so, that's, so I did my first show three years ago on BBC Seven mm-hmm. Days, and every time I go on a show I'm like, oh, like... What is my Twitter going to look like when I come off? Yeah. What are people going to say? Because mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what you say. No. I could go on and say, I think you're amazing. I'm going to give you a million pounds. And someone black, like, you're a prick, mate. You yep. should be two million pounds. Yeah. <laughs> are, you, are you concerned? Have you got any sort of... Because that would be very natural about I what think, people might I mean, say. I think the main thing to cover here is the fact that it's only shown three hours of our lives yeah. from March to August. Yeah. So, and like you said, you literally can't please everyone. Like, if save the people that comment or say stuff if they don't actually know me as a person and know Amy and I know what we're like yeah. then I'm just not going to get affected by it like I, why should I read things that exactly. people wrote about us or listen to what people are saying because like this is a big deal for Amy and I like we started this business all up on our own like and we've got our own kind of TV show from it like I don't want any negative 
impact effect like how yeah. exactly how happy we are about getting here unfortunately there's nothing you can do to stop it happening but you made a really great point and very astute that people can say what they want but the only opinions I mean it does you're like yeah. oh, I wish I hadn't read that it's annoying like, like I would rather not know like if people write things and my mum's like have you seen this and I'm that, like mum the way, tell you what <laughs> no here's, a, here's an announcement to everybody that knows me don't I tell. don't want to hear it. Nah. Did you see what this no. person said? You're like, no, and avoided no. it for no. a reason. I'm like, no, mum. I'm like, no, and you shouldn't read it or look at anything either. Aye, it's nonsense. But then I'm like, see if it was AC and some reason that I'd be raging. I'd no. be like, right. Aye. <laughs> but it's, you have to, the way I've kind of learned to look at it is I'm like, the people that are in my life every day, that yeah. I speak to every day, uh-huh. do they love me? Do they think I'm a good person? Exactly. Probably debatable. But, <laughs> I know. But, um, aye. And that's the thing, like the things that people do say or will say, they know a fraction of our lives they yeah. know what we put out there but there's so much that we don't put out there there's so many conversations <laughs> that we have personally privately there's so many things that we do privately as well and I think even though the show still shows a lot of our business mm-hmm. there's still a lot that's not there Yeah, you'll probably both now have the realisation because I've had it I used to get raging at reality TV uh-huh. yeah. I'd shout at people <laughs> on TOWIE and all that and I'd sort of um, willingly self psychologically self-harmed by watching it and getting annoyed and all that I know but then once you kind of have even just even a fraction of participation in it you realise hold on a minute like you're seeing a glimpse yep, it's dramatised exactly. it, there is it's structural yes it's real but there's also people saying why don't you say this or mm. why don't you say that? Like, even when I was on uh, a news programme and a producer was like pick a fight <laughs> So I was like, I I will then. When we started talking about the NHS and the private, the the intent to basically erode the the NHS as it is and all that, and somebody said something, and I was like, no, I'm not having that. And then kind of steamed in. So if that happens on on a factual news programme, then it definitely happens on reality TV. And that's the thing, like a lot of the scenes that we filmed as well, it could take three hours to film a scene, but what's shown on the actual series is one minute or 30 seconds yeah. of that conversation and it could be key sentences that's been picked out yeah. within the conversation and there's maybe things that we've covered in a conversation that's not made the cut yeah. but yeah, they are it, really uh-huh. valid things that we do discuss and mm-hmm. it's actually like reasons yeah. for certain decisions and things like yeah. that but we do have these conversations it's just not shown journalists are usually <laughs> on journalists will be on the receiving end of criticism for a headline which doesn't represent the body of the story yeah. and they always say it's not me it's the sub-editor that makes that decision I, I didn't choose that and the, the headline is a hook and I think with this and I would I would kind of encourage people see if, let's just say if there's anybody listening who's listening out of curiosity but mm-hmm. may not be massive fans of you both that are going to watch the show I would say you have to watch it with the knowledge that they didn't control the edit yes that things are cut things are dramatised because it has to make good TV and it's entertainment mm-hmm. this isn't a BBC educational show to no. like we're going to fill you in completely <laughs> on the lives of Kirsten and Amy and all their colleagues and the people that work with them it's more this is to entertain yeah. you and you have to take things with a pinch of salt exactly. so before you steam in and start writing some nasty shit and need you to just consider that because it's not nice yeah. and how would you like it if I came to your house and said you were a terracotta attention seeker that's the first bad <laughs> comment Andy ever said about me sure. yes and I still fucking remember it to this oh day because I was like I might be terracotta but I am not an attention seeker <laughs> <laughs> in fact I put the, the, the spotlight on everybody else so oh. don't you fucking come like you, no you're a prick that's who you want to oh, say oh my I know. god I'm, I'm being 
jokey here, by the way. I actually really don't care, but I did remember that comment. No, it, things that no, I you think like, maybe be our when you're younger and that things do would definitely have stuck with me. But yeah, I think you've just got to, even in this industry as a whole, you'll know you've just got to have tough skin. Oh, yeah, exactly. And like you just got to expect you, it. Like you they know there's someone sitting behind their computer getting raging that you're doing well. I know. Yeah. And you know their keyboards covered in the cheese red. Oh. And like you said about your mum, Kirsten, my mum said the same thing to me. Like, does that not bother you? And I say, well, no, it actually doesn't because it's so far from the truth. And yeah. Yeah. everyone that knows you knows it's just a pure lie. Like, the, the, they've aye. just dramatised it so much or they've came to a crazy, crazy conclusion. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't bother me because it's not the truth. I'll, I'll, I'll start so. to be concerned the minute I walk into a bar and the people who'd usually greet me with a smile and a hug turn their back. I know. Bar. Right, that, that's when I'll be concerned. Also, I feel like sometimes within Glasgow, like, see if you are doing well or you are, like, making money or something like that, there's always this, like, preconception that you're doing it dodgily or, like, you're not doing it right or stuff like that. It's like... Oh, I'm, sell, I'm selling DVDs to the Barris. <laughs> by the way, still, still a golden market because not everybody can get things streaming and people don't want to pay for Netflix. No, not that And they like Fred DVD come to me. <laughs> you know what I mean, though? Like, I yeah. feel like that sometimes like, I'm the cul- it can be the culture wire. here sometimes. <laughs> like, so it would be nice for people to see that we actually do work, work hard. Yeah. What, what were the highlights? What were the standout things? Uh, they, I mean, I was going to say the Ibiza trip. I remember speaking to yes. Fraser. Uh, who was away working me in I was like oh that must be shite eh? Ibiza with 12 no. models man gutted for you <laughs> yeah Ibiza trip was a massive highlight there was 16 of us wasn't as good as our Ibiza trip I don't care what no. you say me and Sean went to Ibiza last year we I couldn't go to I couldn't go to any I was oh, so yes. pregnant we had a what a wild time very good but sorry 16 of you Ibiza yeah so 16 of us went to Ibiza um, we were all staying in the one villa so it was the staff the influencers and the BBC crew were staying with us as well nice um, so that was it was amazing it was amazing just to have everyone around and we were filming around the villa and things like that that was a real highlight whilst I was in Ibiza with one crew um, and the I, other crew was actually in Perth was hospital in Perth. with Kirsten how raging were the crew Perth like, you <laughs> bastards man <laughs> You would have been fuming. Pure, pulled the short straw, yeah. Yeah, yeah so that was pure long Kirsten. days in Perth as well, waiting for, waiting uh, for me. Everyone was just on standby for you, but like my favourite moment of the full series, which you'll see in episode six, is I find out when I'm in Ibiza that Kirsten's in labour. And a, a big thing I kept saying was, oh, let's time Ibiza so that I'm home while Kirsten's in labour. Mm. Obviously, you just can't time these things, but yeah. I pushed Ibiza back because I thought, Kirsten will have had the baby by then, so <laughs> I'll meet the baby, then I'll go to Ibiza. Um, so I actually get really, really upset that I'm not Did there. You? You'll see the emotions. I've never cried so much in my life. So quite poor, poor quite an ugly eyes crier. are glazing over with tears. And yeah. it's... I know, greeting again. Are yeah. you actually? No. Aye, she, her eyes are filling up. You can hear quite, it in her voice. She's quite a crier in this season, yeah. aren't you? So it's weird this because season. I'm, I'm well, really not... talking like I'm on the catastrophe? <laughs> <laughs> this season. <laughs> this season. On the edge of the I know, just relax, Chris Jenner. I know. I've ever settled down. Right, so you get upset. It's strange because I'm not an emotional person day to day in my normal life, but see why we were filming this my emotions were so high I don't know what was going on there was just a lot going on in life at that point but mm-hmm. yeah you're very in episode emotional. 6 I think I cried 5 times or something 
She's like pouring herself a quadruple vodka, looking at the camera. Like, I'm, I'm gutted I couldn't make it back. I know. Oh, gutted, I'm just sunning myself. I know. She was sh- terracotta then. Yeah, yeah I was. <laughs> this is shit. I wish I wasn't doing this. Do you know one thing I wanted to ask? See, when you were away and you went to like, oh, I can't even remember the, the venues you went to, but you're going in and it's all set up with all your names and all that. I can't even organise going to get a long chicken for uh, Burger King when I'm in Ibiza. How are you managing to organise all that? Well, it's me and the team organised it before. Before we went so right. for each day in Ibiza it was like a sponsored brand event okay. so we organised basically an event for each brand each day so all of the kind of personalised menus and cocktail toppers and everyone's faces and things like that we organised all that before we went and then we just made sure that two staff members were there at the events maybe half an hour before mm-hmm. all the influencers turned up so we could set up yeah, like right, before we okay. go away on trips or it we do parties or social events, we've got like a social checklist we have to go through. So we make sure whoever's filming the social on the day for us or for the brand, everything's in place and it can be ticked off as we go along. And even all the stuff, we have like a checklist before we go away, weeks before of like yeah. what needs ordered, what needs done. All what the needs pers- like for, for all the events we do, we get really into like personalisation. So yep. there was like embroidered towels, there was personalised bottles with all the girls' names on it, like the full villa um, and Ibiza was decked out like Casa Aquarius vinyls on the window, mm-hmm. things like nice. that. Each influencer had their own branded suitcase as well with the Aquarius logo and their name on it. So all of these type of things we just plan weeks and months in advance mm-hmm. to ensure that when we get there it is as simple as possible and we are event planners. It is mm-hmm. our, it's our job to make things look good. What was the, you know, with every high comes a low, what was the sort of low point of this show? I think I've given him what we've we've kind of spoken about. There would have been maybe a point that just wasn't it, or maybe that you didn't enjoy or that was oh, a bit I tough. Think, oh, I know, definitely. So did we talk about, basically for IRL, did you come to that, another party we had? Where was that? In the arch, well, platform. No, that's another one I was right, so. No, you, you must have been jet setting or something. So basically, we had we done IRL, which was like in real life at Stanford. So it was the first Scotland's first um, like fashion and fashion. Oh, I saw it. Yeah. I... So basically, to do that, we secured like some big sponsors. Um, we had all the girls there modeling, catwalks. Right. Yeah. Talked on the stage. You name it. Everything like that. So. We told all the tickets, everything went well. We were so happy with it. And then our largest fashion sponsor went into administration. Who was it? Are you able to say it? to say it. It's publicly available It's on the show, yeah. yeah misguided. misguided. They were in administration? Yes. And they were due us a lot, a lot of oh, money. Oh, no. So all that work, basically, all that hard work, all that time, all that stress. I was so stressed about yeah. that. Like, I, it actually I made like... me feel sick. I was that stressed. Like, I couldn't sleep at night because... Yeah. The tickets took a while to sell as well, and then finally, like everything went right, and we were so happy at the end of it, weren't we? Yeah, a full storyline, like you'll see in the first two episodes, is all about the money stress of IRL, and it's for us to try and cover, yeah, like all of these funds that we've put out. We put out twenty grand to organise this event, so we really, really had to bring the money back in. Mm-hmm. So that was the full stress that we had. So we were organising IRL on top of our normal day to day jobs, which are already a lot, yeah. on top of filming the TV show. So. It was the hardest point in our lives that we've ever had. And then it finished. It was an amazing success. We'd finally done it. Thought, thank God. And then the money thing came. And it yeah, was it, it was, was the, just, all that money stress. So frustrating. And like, we thought we'd covered it. And then it came back to still money I stress know. because we'd basically done it all for nothing. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know, I know the, like, if I, I know the feeling with live shows and getting things sorted and all that. And I, from, from the date of like signing off doing a live event, 
to the event taking place. It's all you think about. You no, feel I sick. Know. Is yeah. any, and then even down to it, is anybody going to come? I know. And that's they always what I was, do come. But you I shut was yourself. so worried. I was like, imagine people don't show up or imagine like, the because the brands that were sponsoring it as well, there was other brands, not just misguided. Um, imagine they've put all this time because they've put a lot of time into it as well, getting yeah. all their stage and their boards and all their products ready and coming up from Manchester, London, yeah. you name it. And imagine they all turn up and then no customers or something turn up yeah. as well. So it was like a stress for us in terms of money then we want to obviously do well and we want it to look amazing, but then we don't want to let these clients down. Yeah, um, and I suppose it's just a continuous learning curve as well, yeah. isn't it? And there's not every lesson is going to be a pleasant one for the yeah. palate like some of them are just going to be absolutely yeah. really tough that was a sore lesson yeah, that but was... the lesson is that whenever we're getting sponsors that we need this money in advance or at least yeah, 50%, 50% in advance but I've learned that the hard way I think you just yeah. need to do it I've learned that, that the hard way myself that was a very hard way tough. we learned that yeah. I, I think as well maybe in, in the sort of preliminary stages of doing things you're just excited yeah. like, and you kind of feel as if oh you're doing me a massive favour okay yeah we'll, we'll, we'll I'll, wait yeah. I'll, I'll bend to you like to whatever like, you say and see when we works. found out see when we found out that we got this um, sponsorship we were so happy weren't we we were yeah, like a running deal. about the office we were like yay like we're so buzzing this is our best like this is our biggest fashion sponsor like we all loved the brand personally ourselves brand. and had shopped with them for yeah. years so for them to work with us it was like kind of an achievement at the same time for us because we were like wow we're so buzzing mm. with this so yeah it was quite bittersweet towards the end now, so we've got the series is kind of wrapped up. It's been finalised. It's all kind of been in the edit. So you're now in the, you're just kind of on the promo trail, aren't you? Who have, yeah. who have you been speaking to? So we've done the press day on Tuesday. We spoke to Daily Record, The Sun, Glasgow Times, Glasgow Live. We did a good bit with BBC Scotland social team as well. Mm-hmm. Was there anyone else that we spoke to? Just asking Chris Jenner. <laughs> more to come. There's more, more to come. come. Um, we're doing a bit of radio on Monday and then the day that the series actually goes out on BBC Scotland and iPlayer, we're doing a bit of promo that day as well. Cool. So Exciting. Well, if yeah. you're listening, just ignore all that stuff. It's only this you want to pay attention to. <laughs> what's, what's the premiere? So that's our like launch, our launch night is two viewings. Did you not apply for tickets yesterday? Wasn't aware. Did you not see it on our stories? No. Oh, I was busy. I've been working, please. Another party you out on. I know. Um, so that would that be that'll be so hosted at the, the BBC? Yeah, yeah, no. So that's hosted at the Grosvenor. Am I saying that right? Yeah, Grosvenor, Grosvenor Cinema, Ashton Lane. Yes, yes, correct. So we're having that there, and you get to see two episodes of the show. We sneak peek for it because it obviously launches the next day. So going to be a hell of a lot of Instagram activity on yes, that night. There will yeah. be. So everyone's getting really glammed up. Um, we're hoping the ball to get games a will be like out. Nice. And then once everyone sees the two episodes of the show, we're me and Kirsten are going to have a chat with David Farrell on stage as oh, well. Oh, yeah. Um, David the BBC. And then we're just going to have a bit, of ch- a bit of a chat about what everyone thinks of the episode and then we're going to party. Yeah. But we're not going to party too much yeah, because Chris, we're on... Chris, Chris Jenner's Jenner. got us on the <laughs> breakfast show, so... With Kay Adams. <laughs> Who? Uh, no, uh, Go Radio. With Go Radio. Oh, right. With oh, oh, uh, Grado and... Yeah, 8 o'clock the next morning, so we can't party too can't hard. take it too, too oh, far sorry Grado's a great guy he's not a serious guy so he'll, he'll allow you to come in with a hangover I think <laughs> that's good maybe that's good. Amy will just stay out the full night and just yeah, turn up and last night's <laughs> um, I mean going forward now the, you know the TV show is going to be coming out it's probably going to cast a whole new spotlight on you if mm-hmm. I'm able to wave a magic wand and don't be too 
humble about it if I could wave a magic wand what would you like to see the next year or two kind of bring you given as well you can think big because two years ago did you think a TV show no, would happen no I know or... that's what I always think that's myself well this is actually quite mad isn't no, it no I know um, we always say like we want to kind of go global so take Aquarius on a global scale but definitely start off with like some offices in Manchester and London because yeah. we feel like that we've got clients there we've got influencers there now so we want to kind of grow on that I think we've done quite well in Scotland so far so it's definitely mm-hmm. moving yeah, on to that now we also hope that Aquarius becomes like a really good name for people just to recognise as an influencer agency and mm-hmm. we want to really develop the influencer side so that we can be the go-to agency so say any brand can come to us and we've got an influencer to fit them whether yeah. it's a sport influencer a mum influencer a food influencer we want to kind of really expand yeah. that so that we have a group of people in each kind of sector so that any ah. single brand mm-hmm. in the world can come to us Interesting. and, and, get an and some that. more males we need some guys yes. we've, well, got, well, listen, we've got Reese. I'll uh, get, me a, get me a wee uh, teeth whitening <laughs> teeth, what is it charcoal toothpaste I remember that that was pure everywhere wasn't it <laughs> I know fucking bullshit what's the, what's the new, th- new thing for that um, it's like purple shampoo for your teeth I actually use it quite like it purple shampoo really? on your teeth yeah Actually, not shampoo, but it's like pur- like you know when a blonde girl uses purple shampoo. Uh huh. It's like purple toothpaste and it does the same thing. I'm Ooh. getting all my composites. Well, see, all my composites. I've got I've got edge bonding, but mm-hmm. I'm getting them all redone. Are you? I thought you just got one fixed. No, I did. Uh, Doctor Caitlin at oh. Miller's Nuke. Uh, oh, we shout oh, out influencer this here. This is uh, not an advert, but I'm just saying. <laughs> have dental clients. By the way, no you, you know Mary McLean, the Mary and Rona, the twins. Yeah. So she did Mary's teeth. By the way, go and have a wee look on Caitlin's. Uh, Caitlin oh, Watson. You're really, you're really plugging her here. It's just a wee freebie you've got. You better declare it. Hashtag ad. Yeah, hashtag <laughs> ad. But no, I, would, I, would, I would just say go and have a wee look. No, and, uh, I actually, see, to be fair, I noticed her teeth and I went, whoa, they're stunning. Because Mary had really nice teeth already, but now they've been like redone. You're like, oh, wow, they're really nice. Yeah, so her Instagram is Dr. Caitlin Watson. You can go and see other things that she's uh, done, but she's going to be redoing mine. Because basically, I had, I had my brace and I had my. Uh, edge bonding mm-hmm. and they're alright but then I started going to Caitlin and she was like no nah, nah, I could do this a lot better oh. so I'm just going to strip it off and then redo it so if you see me walking about smiling all the time then you know why so yes go and have a wee look at Caitlin's thing and get in touch with her if you want your teeth sorted <laughs> this and is a gifted me, promotion that's, that's me and my uh, that's me and my bonding and just these no but that's really interesting because there is people conflate the to these two concepts of influencer and therefore like young mm-hmm. mo- female model but people are influencing different spheres like you said mum there's yeah. food and that is that is that is a very yeah I think that's clever yeah well we done def- on coming up with that good idea thank yeah. you we definitely want to move into like new kind of things so yeah. like mm-hmm. new territories well if anybody we're going to take over you can be a man on the books aye fuck it why not He's already going for it with teeth. Yeah. No, listen, Caitlin, genuinely an amazing oh, dentist. Caitlin. She is, I've just said, she's a brilliant dentist. But this is all about Aquarius. So, Caitlin, take a fucking back seat, right? But I did, yeah, go and have a look. Um, You've deserved a full set of veneers for that speech. <laughs> listen, need to have my teeth nice for on TV, okay? Um, this, has been, this has been brilliant. I've really enjoyed it. Yeah, me ah, too. So Thanks funny. for having me back. No, any time. I know I thought I was like, thank fuck, I'll never need to do that again. But here we are. I've had to have you back in again. Mm-hmm. No, it's been fun. Um, it's been great getting sort of insight. Thanks, Eloise, for sorting things as well. Aww. Thanks, Chris. No, thank you. It's been fun. Yes, mm-hmm. thank you so much for having us.
And uh, I so final thing I'd like to say is go and get us one of the wee charcoal teeth <laughs> teethpaste, toothpaste, <laughs> teeth wash, <laughs> teeth soap. Uh, thanks for a sponsorship. Amy, I'll get your purple shampoo. My purple shampoo, I'll everyone. Give it a look t- out on Sean's stories next Tuesday uh, for his um, <laughs> toothbrushing ad. We're going to have to get you one now <laughs> for uh, a laugh. Hi, hi guys, welcome to my channel. First of all, don't forget to like and subscribe. <laughs> um, no, it's been great. So thank you, and as always, thank you for listening. And we'll be back with another episode of Leathered soon. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Blethered was written and produced by Sean McDonald in association with The Big Light. Music and post-production by Brian McAlpine. And for more information, go to thebiglight.com. If you like this podcast, please check out all our other series, including Talk Media, Natural Wonders. You could start a fight in an empty house. Talking Derry Girls, Brave Your Day, The Tartan Noir Show, Double Scotch, Great Scott, Trust Me I'm a Leader, Unearthed, A Sonic Hug, and Old School. All on the Big Light, Scotland's podcast network. From the Big Light Studio.